We were excited. Very excited. The idea of partnering with someone I admire, who's also a great friend, could hardly be contained. However, however, we tapped the brakes just long enough to make a plan. This is our journey. Join me, Aaron Anaker, and me, Shanoa Lawrence, as we put our cards on the table to partner up and talk about partnering up. You're listening to In Good Company. Should we even do this? That is the question. Of all the conversations Shanoa and I have had so far, I was the most nervous for this one. For some reason, the thought of discussing expectations had me really wound up. However, despite the nerves, we managed to have one of the most powerful discussions yet. In this conversation, we assess just how transparent we want to be and share what we expect of ourselves and one another. So we're talking about expectations. Yeah, that's enough to get one nervous. <laughs> I actually didn't think this was going to be such a big deal until I started reading and thinking and my brain started expounding on things. And then I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, this is kind of a weighty subject. Yeah, I wasn't nervous until you brought things up <laughs> as we were planning what we we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy, huh? So I'm excited though too. I mean, I'm I'm nervous, but I'm also excited. Mhm. I think my biggest concern is that I don't know what expectations I have of you necessarily. Like I I wrote things down and I have thoughts and such. But what about those big mega things that I have no idea that I expect of you? Uh, I don't know. I wrote that down. I mean, it was like the very first question that came into my head. Uh, how can we discover and verbalize our hidden expectations? And I have no idea. I mean, there's certain things that it's pretty easy to go to when you think of what you want from somebody and what you're excited about. But it's those things that uh, <laughs> tend to crop up out of nowhere and cause a problem that I'm worried about. Yeah, I'm thinking of um, early on, I mean, we're still kind of early on in our marriage, but early on in my marriage with my husband, how we would get into fights and I'd be angry and expecting him to like be angry back and argue with me. That was what I was wanting when I would express my feelings to him. And... A while later, maybe a year, and through some uh, counseling and whatnot, I realized that my expectation of him as a man was that he was to engage and fight for what he wanted. Yeah, and how would you anticipate that until you're faced with that Don't situation? Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's your idea of a good man? Someone who stands up and fights. I mean, that sounds very archaic. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. And, you know, I mean, that's a very big, weighty example, but there's even small things, too. I, I was thinking about how uh, about a year ago we had a friend come to visit that needed to crash with us for a couple months while he was getting started here in the Seattle area. And we didn't really talk about that or set any ground rules or <laughs> expectations. And I realized about a month in that I really dislike it when somebody stays in my house and they don't clean anything 
<laughs> like for an extended period of time. If it's a house guest that's going to be there for a weekend, no, I don't want them getting up and doing the dishes and stuff. But um, somebody uses the toilet for a couple months in a row, they should clean it every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and I got really bent out of shape about this. And it's stupid because I went on the automatic expectation that, you know, people who live with you help out. And I never verbalized that. I never got to the point where I could verbalize even my anger about the situation after the fact. And it just became this bubbling thing. And actually, he probably still has no idea that I was cheesed off about that because I was hmm. just like, eh, this is a temporary situation. My friend is having a hard time trying to get his life together in this city and he's new and all that. I'm not going to I'm not going to rock the boat. So it's not like in the end it was that big of a deal. But if that had been an ongoing situation and I'm sitting here stewing about something that's really, really stupid, that's a problem. So I think it's the big things and it's the little things. Right. So one of the things that I've been thinking about with expectations is how much our personal decisions impact our business and our partnership, our potential partnership. And like, how do we navigate the personal waters? How much transparency do we have with personal finances, for instance? Um, I was advising a friend about a year ago who was going into a business partnership and saying, at the very least, you should talk about debt, disability, dissolution, and I'm sure there's a death. Yeah, that's the big one. Because I knew that one of the people going into the partnership had a fantastic amount of personal debt school loans and credit cards and cars and whatnot. And this other person did not have any. And I knew the way they both managed their money would impact the way they saw money in their business and how they felt um, or how much they felt they were entitled to based on their immediate needs and those sorts of things. Hmm. Um, so how close do you want to be? <laughs> <laughs> How close should we be? Um, I, I feel like this like piece of glass and this sound booth is just keeping us apart, Aaron. <laughs> just say it. You want a spoon? <laughs> you know, it's a little too warm today. A little but, snuggle. You know, maybe another day. Um, I actually would lean towards more closeness, honestly, because I, we've had a great friendship so far. I think we've been just really real with each other you know we don't we're not the kind of people that hold back a lot anyhow um but you know there's there's going to be situations where we just haven't come across the opportunity to talk about stuff before finances is one of those things we probably know a little bit about each other's financial situations but i'm pretty sure that neither one of us know the full picture of each other's oh, financial yeah. situations yeah. So and it's not that I think that would affect, you know, our our partnership right right now, what we're talking about, because we've already talked about equity. We've already talked about salary. We have, I think, a really solid approach for that. However, 
talking about finances will help us understand the pressures in each other's lives and the stresses and all of the things that that might crop up and make us, I don't know, just outwardly push out stresses on each other that we might not understand. And so mm. I'm more for transparency, just in the interest of empathy and understanding. I would agree with you. I'm not sure my significant other would be down with the openness. Oh. I'm a very open person. He is a very private person. Gotcha. Especially when it comes to the cash monies. So um, I will ask him what he thinks of that. That's a really good point. I mean, I and could see what make, his comfort level is. I could make certain assumptions, but they would just be assumptions because I haven't explicitly had that conversation. I think that my husband is a little less open than I am, a little less inclined towards transparency, but it's different on different topics. Mm -hmm. You know, there's certain things that. Right. I would want to screen ahead of time, I guess. Here's here's like a um, follow-up to that because it's not just finances. There's things that we'll each experience in our lives, life events, that will impact our friendship and our business. These things were essentially intertwining now. And so I, I oh, think yeah. it's... <laughs> Did I just heighten your anxiety I just, level? I just felt this weight come into the room. I was like, oh. It's because I'm working up to something. So much intertwining. <laughs> <laughs> Can we renegotiate the spooning thing? <laughs> uh, it's getting weird in here. <laughs> in a good way, though. In a really good way. Um, I was thinking about what other things beyond finances like, where is this transparency thing? Like, what does it apply to? And what do we need to talk about? And I was thinking about, like, my own, my own life story, that there are three big things that are super, super private that only a couple human beings know. And that is, is kind of like my most inner, delicate, soft, squishy, likely to be injured type of self stuff. Oh. Right? So yeah. here's my question to you. Do you want to know these things? Because I feel like I want to tell you these things. Because I, I want you to actually know all about it. But do you want to know is the other mm. side of it? Not just is it okay with me to share these things. Do you want to know them? I think so. Did you murder somebody? <laughs> I'm of, kidding. None of these things are illegal. Just, you know. Yeah, no. It's those I would things. love to know them. It's those things. Okay. I'm trying to think if I have those things. Well, here's the thing. If you want, turn off the podcast and I'll tell you these three things. Oh, boy. We can do this right now. First major step towards transparency. Do you want to do this? Maybe. <laughs> so nervous. Yes, I do. Okay, here we go. So we're back. 
I feel super happy and I don't know, relieved is not the word, but just like I've achieved something wonderful. If that makes sense. I mean, I shared things with you, you shared things with me, and I, you know, I, I'm I'm wondering even why I questioned whether or not this should have happened. Hmm. Because now that we've had this moment where we shared these things with each other, I feel like, yes, of course, that should have happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the nature of vulnerability. Yeah. It's scary to walk up to the edge of the cliff because you don't know if the wind will catch you. Yeah. Right? All you see are the rocks below. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just want to thank you also for sharing because I I didn't expect that. I just wanted to share myself, but that doesn't always mean that you have to reciprocate. And I was just, I wanted to say thank you for for that openness and that offering and that vulnerability as well. Absolutely. Well, and there's a funny thing about reciprocation that if you expect others to share, you have to first share yourself, which you did. And you didn't have the expectation of me, but because you shared, I felt safe to share my own, my own stories and, and struggles. So that's the nature of transparency. If we're going to be transparent, then it needs to be on both sides of the line. and even though these things aren't necessarily things that we want to share with the entire internet I think I want to just say why I thought it was important for us to have this conversation in this episode I think that when we have really weighty things on our souls it's really hard to keep that inside without the kind of bleed over effect because you know I'm not one of those people where I can keep my business and personal life completely separate and I (laughs) I don't even really want to try anymore and I would like for you to understand what's happening when there's something in my personal life that I'm struggling with I want to just be able to say hey listen this isn't you like I'm not sitting here with this frown on my face because, you know, you said something to me. It's just because of this other thing that I'm dealing with. And have that be something that you understand because we've we've shared with each other enough for that understanding to happen. That person who separates personal life from business life, I don't believe they exist. <laughs> I believe their business relationships become more complicated and less positive because they are not willing to be transparent. And of course, you don't have to be transparent to the level that you and I have agreed to, but you have to allow people to be whole people, whole persons. If they can't be whole persons, then how are they going to operate in this world and do the work that they love? So when I was writing down expectations, coming into this like I didn't entirely know that we would feel such great weight of awkwardness (laughs) and tension so it's it's kind of funny 
I, I should have figured that out, actually, because I was really struggling with this exercise. I was really good at coming up with a ton of self-expectations, which isn't surprising because I'm pretty demanding and hard on myself, um, but not so much coming up with what I thought your expectations of me would be and also writing down what my expectations of you are because I just had a hard time with this part of things, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was really easy for me to come up with expectations for myself because <laughs> uh, I spend a lot of time up there thinking about my thoughts and what I need to do. But coming up with the expectations I think you have of me, that's tough. Yeah. And then my expectations of you, it's writing down things that I think I expect of you and, you know, looking at a list of other people's expectations is helpful to jog my or, you know, generate thoughts. But I don't know everything that I expect of you. So hopefully yeah. this is like touching the surface and at least getting some of the things down. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also so I took it a step further and wrote down expectations of us as a as co-owners so I think that will also be interesting to reveal to one another. Excellent. In no particular order. I expect myself to work four to five days a week unless I'm sick or dealing with personal slash family matters. And sick is a loose term. Could also be totally depleted and not able to think clearly. That's acceptable. You're welcome to nap on my, you know, spare bed when you want. <laughs> Thank you. It's quite comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> to stay focused on the vision and direction of the business. To generate 60 to 80% of our business. To oversee and participate in strategic and conceptual marketing plans. Focus on building a business that is sustainable on a fiscal and energetic level for myself and all involved. Make the hard, uncomfortable, and ultimate decision when necessary. Create a workspace culture that is safe, supportive, enjoyable, and respectful of work-life balance for myself and others. Manage the company finances. Ask for help early and often. Those are great. Those are just a few. I know. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Hopefully it's not. Yeah. I we, struggle with how many expectations I have of myself. Yeah. I, I so do as well. I think it will be healthy to have someone to check me should we decide to partner together. <laughs> we actually have some overlapping self-expectations, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. That will be interesting. Do you want to share the things that you expect of me to contrast? Yeah. So, so I had a really hard time with this, though I'm not surprised to hear any one of those items on your list. So I guess that means that I kind of am on board with all of your self-expectations. <laughs> that's good. Like nothing in there jumps out at me as being, eh, I don't know if that's going to really work for me. <laughs> so, um... One of the things that I think is overlapping your self-expectations with something that I expect of you is keep thinking up big ideas, like that, that, that vision 
uh, because I really think you have fabulous big ideas. No problem. They <laughs> come hot keep, and fast. Keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> when, I saw, when I saw the look on your face in the coffee shop the other day when you had an idea, <laughs> I knew exactly what it was. I'm like, oh, she's got something good. <laughs> I, I think some other people thought you were having a fit, but I was like, no, it's, it's an idea. I swear. It's great. It's just not wait for it. No, it's just lightning <laughs> striking my brain. <laughs> So, and I think, I think this is somewhat similar, but maybe more broad than, than one of your self-expectations. Uh, I, I expect that you will fight the fights that need fighting. And no more. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I get derailed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I would be really weirded out if you were a perfect person, because I just don't believe that exists. <laughs> perfect sucks. Yes. So so those were the two big ones. I mean, the reason I struggled with this so much is because I'm just totally aware that eventually we're going to get bitten by that hidden expectation thing. And oh, I was course. racking my brain thinking, <laughs> what else do I expect of Aaron? You were that trying I to think of all about? the things. Yeah, it was really hard. It was really, really hard. Well, tell me what you expect of yourself. Okay. Because I'm curious to know if there's much alignment between... What I think I expect of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I expect to grow as a leader. I think I've I've done a lot of growing in that area that I never expected I would be. And I want to push myself in that area. I also want to grow as a speaker. I really enjoy it. And I am not going to get opportunities to do that unless I intentionally go that direction. I want to stop ending statements in a way that makes them sound like a question. (laughs) 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 I.e., I need to work on my confidence, both internally and externally. You know, I'm... Oh, this is an actual thing that you wrote down. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh. Totally. I thought you were going to say something and realized you were going to say it as a question. No, that's the okay. problem. I've been noticing <laughs> I have this huge problem with coming off as sounding wishy-washy on things because I end it like it's a question rather than a firm statement. And it's it it boils down to this confidence issue. And really, it's ridiculous, and I'm tired of it, and it's it's something I expect to change and work on. Cool. I am really interested in continuing developing my interpersonal skills. I think that this is going to be particularly important to the conflict resolution program that we're just starting. Like you, I also want to focus on long-term business sustainability. And I think the final thing that I have that I'm not really sure that we've talked about, uh, but is actually pretty important to me. So I'm not sure if this will be a surprise or not. Um, I want to find ways to make the business intersectional. This is a business that focuses around women's issues in the realm of design. And I think that there's this there's this kind of suggested feminism to it because that's the underlying idea of what we're doing. I mean, we're not going out and shouting, we're feminists, jump on this train with us. However, we have this ideal that very much 
and lies with what some other women who own businesses that also are feminists are doing, hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. And and essentially, I've been reading a lot about what it means to be intersectional, which is essentially being <laughs> being an advocate for women doesn't necessarily mean being an advocate for white women, but that's how the history of female huh. advocacy has rolled. And um, the more I learn about the importance of intersectionality, the more important I think that is for every aspect of my life to have a strong focus to. I think it's going to be really hard, and I don't know what that looks like, especially considering we're two white women running a business for women. So how do we make sure that we are inclusive and that we are um, uh, not making those those internal assumptions that might come from the society that we are raised in, um, that'll be hard. But I, I'm totally interested in taking on that challenge and figuring it out. There is absolutely no overlap in my expectations and your expectations of yourself. Ooh. <laughs> Mine were not um, geared toward you as a person, per se, but your role in the business. Well, before you roll into those expectations were you surprised by anything on my list um i wasn't surprised with what you came up with for yourself but you approached it in a much different way than i thought we were supposed to approach it i think i struggled with this a lot so okay. uh it's very possible that i didn't do a very good job no. writing down expectations no i mean i think it's, it's, it's like it's a testament interpretation it's a testament to how hard this is i think actually and i think it will need revisiting no matter what yes so yes true here are my expectations of you and you can tell me whether or not you agree with them and want to rise to those expectations <laughs> um several of them had to do with your role in the company mm-hmm Oversee and determine the strategic direction of our web presence and technical platforms. Participate in strategic marketing brainstorming and help implement and or execute those plans or facilitate the delegation of them. Hmm. Manage and prioritize our projects, including communication with vendors as they relate to our business objectives. Interface with clients and customers and oversee our outward-facing relations. Communicate and voice concerns early and often. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good expectation. <laughs> Monitor personal workload and pacing. Don't take on too much or overwork yourself. <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> <laughs> What you talk about, Willis? <laughs> um, work four to five days per week unless sick or dealing with personal slash family matters. Generate 20 to 30 percent of our business. Okay. How do those feel? Really quick, let's revisit the time commitment thing. Quick question about that one because we talked about a couple episodes ago what kind of time we had available to commit right off the bat and the fact that you have um, this as your sole project and the fact that at the time, since I'm going into this as um, an unpaid position, um, I can't let go of all of my projects yet. 
So I'm not yet at the point where I can dedicate, you know, essentially full time. Uh, caveat. <laughs> this was me thinking in the future. Okay, gotcha. Um, I know that about right now. So we'll have to revisit I, again <laughs> our expectations um, as they correlate to the timeline Perfect. of our potential partnership. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> potential. <clears throat> Was there anything that surprised you or felt uncomfortable? No, actually, going through your list, I'm, I was kind of mentally checking off. Yeah, 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 that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I can do that. Totally. That's good. Um, and the funny thing was, is you had mentioned something about taking over the technical aspects. And I had that on my original list. It just didn't make this sheet for some reason. Oh. I, I retyped it because I could barely read my own handwriting before. <laughs> and I left that off. So so I, I think there's a lot of, we've had enough discussion to figure out that our expectations of each other are good expectations. Cool. So with regard to uh, resetting and revisiting expectations, after we come up with our initial expectations, um, I think we should try them on for size for like six months and have a very specific meeting that's solely about expectations set in the calendar and kind of do some checks and balances on those. Hmm. I like that because I, I really think we'll start learning very quickly where we need to revise our list of expectations. So that's a good right. time frame. And then if in the interim there are things that come up, then we need to vocalize those as soon as soon as soon as we feel it. Absolutely. And you're kind of giving me the eye over there. And I'm glad because you're on to me. <laughs> Just saying. Acknowledged. Um, and then during that time, there was a great activity I read about in the book where you go through each expectation you have written down and you rate the expectations on a scale of one to five and then discuss and reflect constructively together on whether or not those things were working or going as expected. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So the last thing I want to talk about is our expectations of ourselves together collectively. Mm. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'll read my list. And then if you have something to add or things to comment on or say, hell no, <laughs> let me know. Okay. Stay focused on the simple and most potent strategies and projects. And that's a nod to our, both of our tendencies to say, ooh, squirrel. <laughs> and to not fully follow through with certain things or... To say, and then we're going to do this, and then we're going to do that, and then we're going to do this, and we're going to do all these things, and it's going to be amazing. That's so exciting, though. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. But I agree. Yes. We need to Simple and potent. Sarah Bray. Set milestones and measurable outcomes. Strive for not perfection, but value alignment. Mm. Set attainable goals and meet them. 
Work hard during the time working, but take time off regularly and keep work at bay. Can I add a caveat to that one? Maybe. There must be laughter. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm Mm -hmm. good with that. Accepted. Operate as a transparent and encouraging body. And we must determine what transparency means. Can I ask a clarifying question yeah. on that? We just had a big discussion on transparency. So are you talking about taking business aspects? I'm assuming you're not taking our personal lives and putting them out there, but being transparent in our business with the people we do business with and, you know. The... Yeah, yeah. Okay. More as regards to the business itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Not I'm on board with that. Uh, Again, we have to define what transparency means because there are certain things I'm not willing to be transparent with, with certain people or certain vendors or certain employees, etc. Mm-hmm. That's. Let's just maybe make a note of that later on because we could be thinking vastly different things, honestly, about this particular one. True. Okay. You ready for the big goals slash my hopeful expectations? Yeah, (laughs) let's do it. Generate $200,000 annual revenue by December of 2016. Yes, I like it. Hire one to two employees within the first five years. And that's not a mandate. That's like if we need employees, that's what what I want to do. Gotcha. Okay, good. Um, Grow revenue by at least 25% every year. That sounds like a good goal. I want to revisit that just because I want aggressive yet realistic expectations. Absolutely. And the reason I bring that up is because I I think a lot of companies use um, financial goal setting as a motivating factor. And while I think that is a good thing, I see it frequently happen where they're just unattainable. And I do want it to be realistic because I want us to meet our goals. I don't want it to be only a motivating thing. Yes. Yes. Couldn't agree more. I can hear you dancing in your chair. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We will hold our relationship above all other business matters, including customers and money. We will hold an annual retreat to review our charter and and assess how the partnership and business need to change. We will maintain a united front with employees, customers, and clients, and vendors. We are a team and we and will hold any discussion or disagreement in private. I'm thinking majors. Not like, hey, I don't agree with that. Let's do it this way. I'm thinking more like the big contentious things. Gotcha. Yeah, um, I like it. I'm all for transparency, but not that much transparency. <laughs> yeah, I don't want the kids to think that mommy and daddy are getting divorced. Yeah. But we need to be able to talk about that stuff. Otherwise, we'll yes. be hampered. Yes. Yes. So if we are splitting up, then we need to talk about that. Yes. But all of the conversations leading up to that with question marks, I don't think that employees or customers or vendors should be privy to those conversations. Right. Because then we lose trust. Right. And the last one I said, 
is if we are ever concerned about a personal decision negatively impacting the business or our partnership, we will voice it early on, even if it feels small or insignificant. Yes, absolutely. Well, I just, I guess I just wanted to say thank you. Really, <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> and I just really appreciate that you are willing to commit to this business partnership to the level that we have so far and just being so dedicated to exploring all of the different aspects of this, no matter how uncomfortable or awkward or <laughs> laughter inducing or, you know, whatever the case is. Like, I, I'm, I'm happy that you're willing to go there with me. Same. Thanks for being willing to possibly waste all of this time. Because <laughs> <laughs> at this point, it's been nearly seven months that we've been talking about this, working on it, buying things, paying people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It has been a while. So I think I that's why I keep wanting to say that we are business partners because it feels like we've been doing this thing together for long enough that, you know, you're, we're kind of partnering on it, <laughs> but we haven't actually made that, that final signing off on what we're agreeing to. And that is what is going to happen next time, which is super exciting. Or maybe I phrased that wrong. So it might be exciting. It might be exciting. <laughs> well, I think it'll be exciting one way or the other. Either we're going to decide to be business partners next time, or we're going to decide that business partnership maybe just isn't for us and we should keep our friendship where it is. Yeah. Well, and there's the third piece of doing a project together. This has been fun. This has been really, really fun. fun. I had no idea I would love doing an audio series so much. It's talking. Yeah, I kind of like talking. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, listeners. We have just one episode left in our series. I know. Oh, But it'll be great. We will be revealing to one another whether or not we would like to combine and form an official business partnership. But between now and then, we would selfishly like to hear from you. What strategies have you found that help uncover unknown expectations? Remember when phones were used to call people? We're still down with that. Call us at 470-238-9498 and leave a message with your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. Our show is edited and produced by the fantastic Justin Wayne. Theme song is by Scott Buckley at scottbuckley.com.au with incidental music by Broke for Free. Many thanks to our friends, family, and mentors for encouraging us to pursue our crazy dreams in this venture. And of course, a big thanks to you, the listeners of In Good Company. Show notes, transcripts, and other goodies are available at our website, ingoodcompany.fm. I think that this is going to be particularly important to the conflict resolution program that we're just starting. See, I'm already saying we. <laughs> I've been trying to reel that back, but I'm really excited about saying we. Um, we, but... we, we, we. <laughs> we're not saying it yet, though. We haven't even had the conversation. I know, I know. That's that's not that's... allowed. <laughs> <laughs>
next time on In Good Company. You know what? Justin's going to bleep that That's all right. No more, no more weebies. No more what? No more weebies. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the this train is, just... is off the tracks. <laughs> it's time to reel it back in. Yes, yes, yes. Back to your expectations. <laughs>